Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Stuart Gibbs is the author of my gosh, so many books, including Spy School X and Well Done. He is the author of the whole Spy School series. And actually, I should just read his bio, which says, Stuart Gibbs is the New York Times bestselling author of the Charlie Thorne series, Fun Jungle series, Moonbase Alpha series, Once Upon a Tim series, and Spy School series. He has written screenplays, worked on a whole bunch of animated films, developed TV shows, been a newspaper columnist, and researched Capybaras, the world's largest rodents. Stuart lives with his family in Los Angeles. My kids, by the way, are obsessed with the Spy School series, so this was a particular joy. 
Welcome, Stuart. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss, well, everything, your amazing body of work, well done, and everything else. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. You know, I love everything you've been doing lately. Uh, I've been a big fan of the podcast and all. Uh, even though I'm not a mom, uh, I feel like I'm still on listen. So it is okay. It's not exclusive, right? It, it is not exclusive. I was just saying I'm a mom, but anyone's welcome to listen. <laughs> anyway, well, this is a particularly meaningful episode for two reasons. One, because Sarah Mlinowski is the person who told me to do this podcast to begin with, and she is our mutual friend. So that's wonderful. And she's, you know, connected me to you. But also you have, your books have filled my home. My kids have loved your book so much. My daughter, I can't even find the cover to this. I'm holding up Spy School Project X. She like takes the covers off and does God knows what to her books. But anyway, so I don't know. It's just really exciting. <laughs> That's very well. It's very nice to hear. Yes, and and yes, I you know Sarah Sarah being a mutual friend who has shepherded so many people's careers. Like she's just like the go to. You say like what what should I do about this? What should I exactly. do about this? And she she knows how uh, she's full of advice. And I would say almost every bit of it is very good. So that's true. Uh, she she does. She has such a good sense of everything. So, um, and so. I'm very pleased. That, please say hi to your kids for me. Say thank you for. Oh my gosh, I will. I know my daughter wanted to be on it, but obviously she's at school. Oh. So I'll, I'll show her this afterwards. So okay. <laughs> um, okay. So well done. Let's talk about that first. Show okay. okay. Tell why this book. Why it picked. You know where to come from. <laughs> Uh, well, so the whole Fun Jungle series really came from the fact that I uh, I was always fascinated with animals. And when I was in college, I was actually studying field biology, which led me to work at a zoo. And while I was uh, at the zoo uh, studying capybaras, the world's largest rodent, I, I, I got to go behind the scenes a lot. I started talking to zookeepers. I started talking to biologists. And I just started to think, wow, a zoo is just such a great place to set a story of some sort. And, and I played around the different kinds of things I could, I could tell at a zoo over the years. One day hit on this idea of doing like a mystery series that, uh, that takes place at a zoo. And, uh, and, and so that allowed me to combine sort of my love of, of, uh, animals and my love of writing. And so, uh, one of the things about this series is that I, I get a lot of suggestions from from readers about you know what animal should I do next, and you know there, there's been a big surge, in, uh, a lot of sloth fans recently, <laughs> a lot of a lot of pangolin fans. Pangolin's pretty obscure, but somehow kids are very into them. And usually, I'm like, you know, I really can't take those suggestions, but so many kids are writing me saying like you should do whales, and I, I love whales, so I I, uh, I started to like do some research into, into whales. And I, I, you know, I had this idea about, uh, about a, a mystery involving uh, a dead whale that's washed up on the beach. And I, you know, I thought like, well, how can a human actually kill a whale? And then when I started doing research, I found sadly, there were so many ways that, a, that even though the whale is the largest creatures ever lived, there's so many ways that humans can kill them. And uh, so it actually seemed like a good mystery to to do and, and I had to make a little bit of a change because the series really happens in uh most mostly has happened in Texas, but there's not really that many whales off the coast of Texas in the in the Gulf of Mexico. So so I, I actually this the I, I live in Southern California. This is the first time I've ever set a book in Southern California because we actually have a very healthy whale population off uh off of Southern California. So so I I moved the story over here and had to come up with a, a reason that that uh, Teddy and uh, ends up 
in Malibu, in fact. Uh, <laughs> Nobody needs a reason to end up in Malibu. It's always a good I, idea. I know, I know. <laughs> I, you know, but <laughs> I mean, it's always good to go there, except yeah. maybe on that day when there's a big dead whale washed up on the beach. But, but uh, yeah, Malibu is this sort of great place where there's there's all these sort of public beaches, and then right next to them is some of like the most exclusive real estates uh, in the entire world. And, and in California, you're allowed to, you're, you're everybody's allowed access to the beach, so you can go walk in front of these people's mansions. And uh, so I thought, you know, if I'm going to have a dead whale wash up on the beach and then explode, actually, what better place to do it than in front of like the most expensive real estate in America? Why not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what made you start writing for kids to begin with? Uh, I, you know, I had really always thought that I was going to write for adults. And, uh, but, but it, it took me a while to, I, you know, I tried to get books published from the time I really was a kid. I, so I guess I was writing for kids then, but I, you know, <laughs> I, uh, but, I, but I really thought I was going to write for adults. And, um, and I, I was working in the film business. I, I, I ended up, because I couldn't get a book published, I found I could actually write movies and get paid to do that. But uh, at one point I thought, well, I got to, you know, I want, I want to explore the idea of, of writing a book again. And I was put in touch uh, with an agent named Jennifer Joel, oh, yeah. uh, who like the very first conversation we ever had, Jennifer called me up and said, had I ever thought about writing for kids? <laughs> and that that world was it, it was kind of, I mean, people were doing it, like Harry Potter had come out, Percy Jackson had just come out, Diary Wimpy Kid had just come out, but but there weren't that many people writing for kids, and particularly writing stuff that the publishers thought boys would be interested in. So I was kind of in the right place at the right time to do that. But uh, really, until Jen said this to me, I really had not thought about it. And then the moment she said, do you have any ideas that would work for kids? I was like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, in fact, the Fun Jungle series... I had really thought was going to be for adults. I I thought that the my lead was going to be uh, one of the vets at the zoo who realized that uh, something had been murdered, and then he investigated without permission. And uh, I thought, well, no, actually, an animal murder is a great crime for a kid to investigate because it's you know the police are not going to think it's a crime, right? Like a kid can call the police and say somebody murdered the hippo at the zoo, and the police are probably not going to take him seriously. Wow. So Jen Joel, that is so funny. Yes. I met yeah. Jen Joel. Um, I was after college, I joined the New York Public Library Young Lions Association. And she was like on that committee also. And so I got to know her then. And then over the years I always like send her whatever book I was working on and she would politely be like, No, oh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. And, um anyway, we stayed in touch for a long time and then she ended up being my dad's agent on his book. He's like, you oh, know we, this girl? Oh, yeah, I mean, you Jen know, Joel. <laughs> Jen is, is she is she is a force, right? And and uh right, so so yeah, I mean, she like based on that conversation, she has been my agent now for like 15 years. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, and uh so so uh, you know, I I am devoted to her. Yes. That's so nice. Oh, she's awesome. Wow. So also your Spy School series is massively successful. And I was reading in this one how you take little bits and pieces of your life, like when you were in D.C. underground in the subways, and then you just like take it and use it 20 years later or whatever. Like you're just constantly collecting little tidbits and scenes that you can then sort of scatter about as they come to your consciousness again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's, it, it's like life is just sort of this giant research uh, trap. And I don't, I don't know if everybody works this way, but, but you, you know, you just don't know when something 
is going to be useful. So, so like the more of, of the world you can explore, the, the, you know, the more things you can learn about, the better. Cause I, you know, I have kids, right. You know, all the time kids are like, well, how do you have so many ideas? And I'm like, cause I've just been around so much longer than you have. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like you're eight, you, you haven't seen very much, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a, uh, you know, uh, if, if you're traveling someplace and you just, you know, say like, oh, well, let's go explore over here. You know, maybe that finds a place in a story at some point. Maybe it doesn't. But, you know, hopefully it's an interesting experience no matter what. Well, I like that that little anecdote and that you took your friend who had, I guess, MS in a wheelchair. And so you had to go look at different parts of the station. Right. And Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was just sort of a weird thing that she and I were we it was a coincidence we happened to be on the same train and then she had MS so she to, to get off the train had to go through this whole sort of subterranean part of of uh, Union Station in Washington DC and so I sort of came along to help with this and saw this whole part of of the station that most people don't see uh unless they've got uh, MS or maybe something else and and you know it was just a it was a weird thing and then and then you know right 20 years later I'm writing something I thought like hey I I need my characters to get onto a train but I don't want them to go like the normal route that the passengers get on so I can send them this other way so funny. So you take the Spy School series through all these things from camp to skiing to, you know, everywhere. How do you pick, like, do you have the whole series lined up of like the tw- 10 next places you're going to do it? Or like, how did, how does this whole process work for you? I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I haven't thought it out that far. Ahead. I mean, I've, I've thought a couple books out ahead and, but, it, but it is, uh, I, I really do more come into it like I'm, I'm thinking like what do I want to do with my characters next mm. and and then you know often then sort of the plot sort of comes from what I want the characters to do next and then maybe the location comes after that but but it, it is all a, a bit fluid and you know that that uh, the newest uh, Spy School Spy School 11 which is coming soon uh, I was playing around with different ideas but then I, I happened to go up to Alaska and thought this is the perfect place uh, for this book, and and so I, I think I think that's a, uh, I think I just just did a reveal there that where <laughs> Spy School Eleven takes place. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes, Don't say yes, yes. <laughs> Breaking it's news. Good. <laughs> no. Yeah, so it just just like I was in Alaska saying, oh yeah, no, this it just seemed like just the, a great place to tell the 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 character story I wanted to tell, and then based on the fact that it was Alaska, that ended up driving a lot of the plot anyhow. But but I've been sort of thinking for a long time, like Alaska would be a great place for a spy school story. And so, when, you know, so so I had that idea, then I went to Alaska, then it worked out. And so it, it all, there, there's no one way that it happens. So interesting. And now I realize, of course, I made the same mistake that I did with my daughter when I, when it's not, it's not Project X then, is it then Project 10? Oh well, no, it is Project X. X. No, it's absolutely Project X. Oh, okay, that, okay. that just was the tenth book, so so that was my okay. clever little thing. Ah. It was Project X, but but if, you know, if you know your your Roman numerals, it's, <laughs> it is also Project X. That is one of those. Do they even teach that anymore, Roman numerals? Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask my kids if any of them have learned it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I you know. I, I mean, I feel like they pick them up somewhere. You know, they but, pick them up at the Super not, Bowl. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That is. Yeah. That's why. It's so important yes. that if anything in our lives should have Roman numerals in it. It's the Super Bowl. So everybody goes like, what one is this? It's 57. I don't know. So. Oh, that's so funny. Well, yeah, gets it out to the masses, I guess. 
<laughs> so you have eleven coming out. So it's, is it already? That's already probably done. So what about the eleven? Is is uh, like ninety eight percent done? I guess something like that. Yeah, I just turned in a draft the other day, so it's oh really close to done. That's exciting. So when you get up in the morning, like what is your schedule? How much time are you writing versus editing versus doing book marketing and all that stuff? And when you're in a book, like how long can you go at a stretch just writing? Oh boy. You know, yeah, it, it, you know, every day it sort of depends on like, like ideally um, I'm writing all day but or, or editing, but yeah, that marketing sort of creeps in. There's all sorts of things that sort of crop up. You think like, oh, this is what I'm going to do today. And then something happens and you say, oh gosh, I have to do <laughs> So not to take away from the fact that I enjoy these conversations. For sure. <laughs> we, we don't have to talk much longer. You can get back. No, to no, no, <laughs> no. Let's keep going. We're here. Um, so uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, uh, you know, but the, right, the, the bread and butter is, is write the book. Uh, so I, um, you know, I, I try to uh, like, my whole idea is to try and get excited about uh, what I'm going to do uh, every day. So, so it's, you know, cause I, I don't think I'm, it's unusual to say like the hardest thing to do is to get started every day. And, and that that's pretty common. And so I, um, so I, I take a walk. I actually walk my daughter to school and then, uh, w- uh with the dog. And then we kind of keep going he, the dog and I to work on ideas together. Uh, dog has very few ideas except <laughs> for squirrels are awful, but, uh, uh, you know, that's sort of the, you know, but but I'm walking and I'm thinking and and saying like, okay, here here's what the here's what the plan for today is, and then I, I come back and you know I you don't know what kind of writing day you're gonna have ever. It, you just sort of sit down and hopefully you know it's a good writing day and you get a lot done. Some days you might be like, nah, I, you know, I didn't get that much done, but but hopefully you got something good every day. Yeah, so that's it, you know it's it's a pretty it's kind you know it's kind of a nine to five like schedule really. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things, and I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over 
the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy. And you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. Wow. So how do you maintain, how do you separate? I mean, not that any of us are good at this in any particular way, but when you have like your own stuff going on in life and then you have to be sort of joyous and fun and playful and creative on the page. And I know you've gone through so much with losing your wife and I'm so, so sorry about that. And, but then you have to like, what, boot up the computer and like get back to whale spouting that, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you go do that? Well, you know, I mean, in, you know, I, I wasn't sure myself after my wife died, I was like, you know, am I going to be able to write again? I don't know. Uh, and then after like three weeks, I, I realized I wanted to write again. Like writing in a sense was an escape. I, I go mm-hmm. to these other places and, and get to play, right. You know, like, uh, like my real life was like, Oh, talk to the insurance company for, you know, <laughs> or sit on hold with the insurance company for three hours. So, uh, you know, like the idea of saying like, Oh, I could go off into this world that I've created and hang out with these characters that I created and, and yeah, get to blow up a whale or something like that was actually a, 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 an escape. Really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I think it's, a, it, there's a strange thing about writing that right at some point I just realized like I I've spent so much time at, fun jungle or at spy school that it really does seem to like exist in my head. Right. Like I, I know, like I, I know, you know, I can walk around fun jungle. I know the whole place. I know what the front gates look like. I know, like if I walk through the front gates that, you know, that there's, there's a souvenir store just to the left and that the you know, hippo river is straight ahead. And, and so there, <laughs> there's a point where you're like, okay, is this a delusion? But, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, we, we I, I, I'm pretty sure all authors are, are sort of creating these, 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 you know worlds in their head and then we probably you know as much as we try to describe that that world to our readers like we've got this vision of it that you know it's only ours and and so yeah at some point i was like you know have i spent more time at fun jungle than i have at uh i you know like at at our local zoo certainly right yeah i mean i've I've been you know maybe i've spent years there i might have spent more time there than i you know i've spent at my kids schools or things like that so so there is this this nice thing i guess about getting to like creating this world and getting to go visit a lot now there's probably a bunch of psychologists going like oh my goodness what what is i was i was thinking about that because not just for you but you know what is it about because i spend my day talking to people who do this right and i get it right i'm like writing a novel now too i'm like what is it what is it about this form of escape where this imaginative sort of coping mechanism if you will like what you know i found that like most not most but Many authors share an anxiety disorder, which is why I feel like I connect with every author. 
I'm like, oh, I thought it was me. Turns out it's this thing that I have that everybody else has who likes to write. But I don't know. It is like a, a good question. Who else escapes in this way, right? Well, the artists, I mean, the painting, and yeah, I don't know. You know, children do, which is the which is children, the, you know, yes. the interesting thing that that I mean, I which that you know, children have these make believe worlds, and they they uh, you know they make up stories all the time, and True. and and so you know, I do think like sometimes like okay as like as an author, in theory, like you just don't lose that. You keep saying like, "Oh, I'm going to make up a world. I'm going to make up a story. I'm going to." And and there are lots of people who, uh, you know, we're friends with authors. They're all doing the same thing. Yeah. And then I guess there are people who that sort of fades away in them, and they mm-hmm. they say, "Well, I'm I'm going to go be a lawyer." I don't know. I I, I yeah. it, it so, but there there is something that like in a weird way, like as authors, we get, you know, our job is to kind of keep that sense of imagination that we had as children. I've like kind of taken it one step further, I think, with a lot of the authors where I'm like, I feel like all the characters are so real that I've started wanting to introduce them. Do you know what I mean? So like, oh my gosh, that woman in that book would totally need, like she needs to have coffee with that character in that book. And once I tried to like put two authors together and I was like, would you like write something where you're, and they were like, no. Yeah, yeah, like, no. It would be so cool if one of your characters ended up in one of Sarah's in whatever after okay, of Sarah's yeah. magic, and you and they kind of like cross like in Roblox. You know how everybody meets up in this. <laughs> yes. You yes. know where is the Roblox of books? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, you know, I mean, it sounds like a great idea. I, it's interesting because <laughs> Sarah and I we're very good friends with a, with a, a writer named James Ponty, uh, who's great. Uh, who also writes, you know, these wonderful mysteries for kids and has has a book called City Spies. And and James and I are constantly having kids come to us and saying, like, why don't you cross over City Spies and Spy School? And then we have to say to them, like, look, we are great friends. It it would we would hate doing it. It's so much work <laughs> for us to cross over our books, and th- because the kids are just like, what? what? How could you possibly say no to that? That this is the best yeah. idea ever. Like yeah. you guys are friends, you'd have so much fun, and and you say like, uh, you know, it's just it's like my process, his process. I don't know his character because right, his characters are so fully formed in his head, mine are so fully formed. Like it, it's, it's so, but you know, would it be fun to have them meet? Absolutely. Yes. If I could have a party where they could hang out and then Sarah's characters, all my friends, character, everybody's characters could all come to this party. That would be awesome. But I think that would have to happen in all of our heads, which is Mm. odd. (laughs) Maybe it would have to be like a writer's room, you know, it would have to be like a collaborative around the table. Like you're writing a TV show. They they figured out how to do it. Like I'm not saying it'll never happen, (laughs) but, but, but it, but I I think, right. I think the kids think of it as like, Oh, it's half the work, right. You Mm -hmm. know, James writes half of it. You write half of it. And then it's, it's a book and you say, actually, no, it's, it's probably, it's probably 50% more work because, we'd have to work all this out and, and, and bat it back and forth and be constantly arguing about like, well, yeah. how does this scene work or something like that? Whereas like, I, I honestly, I having uh, even developed some shows for television, I was constantly terrified of having to be in the writer's room. Cause I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm going to have to collaborate with people. Whereas I'm so <laughs> set in my ways about this is how I write. I just do this. This is, you know, I don't talk to uh, anybody while I'm writing. I don't have to you know interact with people. I just do this. And so, uh, the, 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 the collaboration of it, of the actual writing part, uh, is, is, is frightening to me. Wow. Well, this is totally fascinating. 
I'm just unburdening all this stuff. No, <laughs> no. I still am trying to think of, you know, it, it, you could do it. Well, I, I'm going to like, <laughs> But I'm like, you could do it where, like, the other author wouldn't even be involved. Like, you would just put in one of his characters into your book. And right, then he right. would, like, reciprocate in another book. And then, like, you'd, ha- you know, share, you'd, like, double your market share. I, I, okay. All right. That's, I'll, I'll give you that's not bad. You know, right. We'd, ha- we'd have to, right. You have to be a bit of a, a little release there to say, like, okay, I'm going to trust you to handle yeah. this character. Yeah. Well, which would be difficult. But, but right. I'm, I'm sure James could pull it off. Interesting. Maybe it's like the life rights of the character. You'd have to do something. Yes. yes. <laughs> Contract. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. I'm on such a tangent. No, 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 no. It's all, it's, uh, you know, now, now you've got it out there. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it could work. Right. People there are all these kids that. now going, I told you, I told you. <laughs> I say, like, this is for the kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Advice for aspiring authors. Oh, okay. I, well, the, you know, okay. The first part, of course, write as much as you can it's practice it's like it's like if you want to be a professional athlete you don't just show up on the baseball field one day and say like uh i want to be a pro athlete you got to practice right so writing is practice which means that if you write something and it does not get published that was not a waste of your time Mm -hmm. you were you were practicing and getting because trust me i wrote plenty of things that didn't get published and then i would say uh uh to you know obviously reading is important but but i think a lot of the time especially young kids, they, they, you know, they, they, they get, they're not sure where the line is between like plagiarism and, and homage. Right. And, and, <laughs> you know, and I think, so I think it's important to know that if, if you read something and you really like it, if you try to emulate that, that that's totally fine because, because you, you know, nobody has the same style. So if, if I like, I, I was fascinated with writers like uh, like Douglas Adams and uh, who did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and Carl Heisen who wrote these great comic crime novels that often had environmental issues and Michael Crichton who wrote these uh, wonderful stories that combine science and adventure and mm-hmm. so I, I was trying to you know emulate like Adams' humor and 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 Heisen's plotting and and Crichton's uh, way that he uh, brings science into his stories. And, you know, but, but my style is not the same as any of theirs. And, and so you're, so like, you're allowed to do that, right? You're allowed to, you know, taking somebody's characters and world is, is fan fiction and you can't run off and publish that, but can you try and write, you know, a, a story that, that is, uh, you know, where you, you try and follow the style of the author that you really like or, 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 the, you know, cause I can still learn, I, I can still reread Ellen Raskin's The Westing Game, which is like the greatest, not just maybe middle grade mystery ever written, but, but possibly one of the greatest mysteries ever written. And I, I still reread that book and learn how she plotted, like study how she plotted that out and learn from her. Very smart. Awesome. I love it. Thank you. Oh, sure. This is great. Sure. I can let I, you go back to I, I, know, you know, I, I your feel bread terrible now. I feel like I made it sound no. like this is no, no, a no. this was a I'm burden, but this is not a burden. I, I, I am just playing. I'm playing. It's fine. <laughs> I totally understand. But thank you for taking the time out of the oh, day. Sure. Thank you for having me. At least it's early enough uh, that you can still have a whole work day. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I'm right. Yes. Afterwards. <laughs> now, 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 now I'm thinking like, no, this would actually, we could just talk all day and then I'll just work. Tomorrow. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. I'll, I'll ignore my work too. <laughs> <laughs> you have such a busy week. My gosh. I know. Oh. It's crazy. It's yeah. fun. But this okay. is a highlight. It's always so nice to just connect with somebody one-on-one and 
I don't know. It's great. I love it so much. So wait, wait, I actually, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because you have all your books organized by color, which I I've, do. I've heard. Do you actually remember the book by the, like the, the, the cover color? Because, because mm -hmm. I, my wife at one point did organize all of them and like that. And I could never find anything ever <laughs> again. I really like doing it that way. I think about everything in color. I can't, that's like how my brain works. So okay. it's a lot easier for me. Like with all my galleys and stuff, they're pirate there. I have them by month. And I'm like, like I would fail the memory game. Do you know what I mean? Like I am not good with spatial relations at all. I can't like look at a pile and, and remember anything. They're all mixed up. But if I took all my galleys even, which I'm not going to do right. because, but then I could find, I'm like, oh, you know, Sam is a black cover. Like, and then I would be like, oh, it's right there. So that's, it's just easier for me. All right. All right. It looks really good. Thank I just, you. It's just, uh, uh, I, I'm at a total, I like, you know, there was so many times when I would be like, like saying like, okay, I have to go find this book. And I, in my, you know, I'd be like, when I say, you know, you know what color it is? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> no idea what color, <laughs> any book. I don't even know my own really. So <laughs> yeah, no, it works for me. And, uh, I mean, I guess, if you were going to take the time, I mean, I guess the question is, are you going to organize your book in some books in any way? And this is the fastest way versus alphabetizing, <laughs> right? What other way are you going to organize your books at home? Like um, by genre, that would take forever. That's how I do it though. I do it by genre. Is it? Yes. Do you really? Yeah. Oh yes. Because that's how I can remember. I can remember like, you know, it's not a great, you know, it's like, it just gets me to the right area. Like, okay, you know, now the book yeah. is somewhere, like all the mysteries are here. They're somewhere, or, you know, this general area. Then I can find the book. But if it's like, I really, I apparently don't think in terms of color. I all. think that would take me so long. I'd be like, well, it's a thriller, but it's also like, maybe it should be over here. I, I think I would get in my head too much. Oh, gosh. Okay. The genre. Anyway, whatever. Okay. <laughs> to each I just, I just, I'm fascinated by it because I, I am looking at it saying like, man, that looks great. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's, it makes me very happy. Okay. All right. So. But, but, <laughs> but there's, well, give it a shot. You know, you can always put it no. back. <laughs> I, I, no, was, I, I, well, this is, I actually at one point had, oh, this is what I, I, somebody was in my house to like look at, I, I left the house while some painting was done and she reorganized my library while I was gone to me. And I came back and the library looked great. And I was so upset. I was livid. I had to call this person because I knew she was going to be so thinking I was going to call and say, you reorganized the library. It looks fantastic. And I called her and I was like, what were you thinking? You can't reorganize somebody's library without asking their permission. And, you know, and she was like, I didn't realize it was or it, it like it was there was any organization at all. And I mean, and it was like, you know, there was like a biography section that she had just I was like, you didn't notice that all the books in one section were like Einstein, Darwin, uh, Cleopatra. Like you did not even look at the titles of the books while you were reorganizing them. She was like, no, I did not. And I was like, have you ever opened a book in your life? <laughs> you know how books work. Right? And then, you know, um, they tell you what the book is on the cover of the book. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. So um, now I'm just unburdening so much. All right. <laughs> that's okay. Okay, so never try it again. Forget I Never try it again. No, genre. Okay, no, okay genre. Okay. I might try that. Okay, we'll okay. see. All, All right. right. Take care. Bye, sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. 
don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.